This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. 17 straight Premier League victories, 25 points clear at the top of the table. This incredible Liverpool side keeps rolling on and five more wins will see them roll all the way to the title. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and the Reds took a step closer to landing the Holy Grail with a 1-0 victory at Norwich City thanks to a late goal from substitute Sadio Mane. Now attention turns to the defence of the Champions League and Tuesday's last 16 first leg tie at Atletico Madrid. But this podcast is all about what happened this evening. As always, we'll get the thoughts of the Fans, but we'll start at Carrow Road with the verdict of our full-time Liverpool FC correspondent Paul Gorst and then Jurgen Klopp's post-match press conference in full. Liverpool are 25 points clear at the top of the Premier League after a hard-fought 1-0 win over Norwich City. Here at a wet and windy Carrow Road, um, it was uh, awful conditions to be honest, uh, not the not the type of conditions you, you want to play football in and Jürgen Klopp is, uh, is no fan of the weather when it's like this and he makes no bones about it to be fair but uh, Liverpool uh, after that two weeks um, rest uh, that mid-season break that was obviously uh, hotly discussed over the last couple of weeks um, they, they were quite fresh and, and they pressed high up the pitch uh, everything you'd expect from a Jürgen Klopp team what they didn't have was a, was a cutting edge it was a real lack of it um, particularly first half for Liverpool and it took uh, Sadio Mane to come off the bench um, round about the hour mark hit him and Fabinho come off the bench and uh, it made a big difference uh, he's come up with the winning goal Mane um, it was a fantastic goal it must be said Jordan Henderson's long ball over the top uh, Mane takes a touch takes it past two defenders and rifles it home with his left foot. After a VAR check for a handball, I think it was, it was eventually given and Liverpool once again on the right side of a hard-fought game. Uh, it's now five wins until the Premier League title is officially Liverpool's. 25 points clear of Manchester City. Um, one more point and they can officially uh, tick off Champions League qualification with the Manchester City uh, punishment um, hitting everybody. Um, shocking the world of football it must be said on, on Friday night but uh, Liverpool for their part will just keep plugging on it's now Atletico Madrid their attention turned to the Champions League and their defence of the uh, of the European Cup uh, Liverpool head to Madrid on Monday um, and for now it's, uh, it's everything is as Jürgen Klopp would like it five wins from uh, Premier League immortality and uh, they just move on and uh, it's to Madrid The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel Jürgen Sadio looked like a player who was absolutely bursting to get on the pitch and then he made a difference for you yet again. Yeah, it helps when you have such a quality um, on the bench to, to bring on. Yes, Sadio could have started today, of, of course, but we have... Um, I wanted to have a free decision for, for Tuesday, actually. Don't think too often and too much about these games, but when two players are back from injuries like Sadio and Fabinho, you don't think they can play two games should play, can yes, if you have to, but should play. And the quality of the other boys is just too the big that you have to push uh, somebody through. So it was perfect, I think, for Sadio to get today a few minutes, but it looked like he was ready, yes. You, you said on television that you felt first half uh, things weren't quite right in terms of your shape and your gaps between the lines. Look, the thing is... Um, it's easy to talk about um, the wind and stuff like this, but on the pitch the boys have to, to deal with it. And um, and we, we we played for sure two, three, four um, long balls too many, and especially the formation was not prepared for that. So we didn't we were not there for the second ball stuff like this. We we didn't obviously feel um, that we can play the balls through the, the smaller gaps. Um, 
that's was the wind, but um, still it would be still right. Positioning was then not exactly like it should have been. For example, you saw um, obvious um, transposition. First half it was constantly, not constantly, but too often deep and wide instead wide and high. Um, which we changed um, in this specific formation with their 4-4-2 defending and Cantwell pretty much reacting on him like in a man-marking system. So that gives so many different options then immediately. And then we, obviously our midfield was sometimes surprised by the long balls of our centre-halves and we just couldn't push up early enough or quick enough. And so we didn't win the second balls and all these kind of things. So. Just you need to get used to to circumstances, and after one 45 minutes, we we knew what how it feels, and a um, few more informations from us in half time, and we could improve, and that was obvious, um, obviously much better than second half. So many counter press situations where we won the balls back, where we put them under pressure, kept them under pressure, um, and scored obviously a wonderful goal. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was a shock when I heard it. When I saw it, um, somebody sent me, I think, the, the, the headline. And um, yeah, the only thing I have no idea how these kind of things, um, how it works, how it happens. The only thing what I can say, that, um, as a football coach, these Man City um, under Pep Guardiola, since I'm here. Play sensational football, um, and yeah, yeah, that's how it is. I I always admired what they do, what he's doing, what they do, and um, that will not end with in this moment, obviously. But I can imagine it's hard. It's really hard in the moment for the sports people. Um, you trust your people; they tell you it's all fine, and obviously the UEFA sees that slightly different. And uh, yeah, now. They have to deal with it. I have no idea what will happen next. But people will look back <coughs> at, at the, the 2013 14 title, which covers that period, or look back at last year's title, and they'll say, well, should Manchester City have any competition? Anything in the Premier League? No, I cannot say. I don't I know, but I cannot say anything about it. I have really no idea what, they, what it was exactly. I saw now, we prepared the games, I saw the headline, I saw a few things, but what was said, um, obviously, um, City will appeal, and I, I can imagine there will come much more things up because um, much more information probably and um, but in the moment I don't have more um, and I can imagine that people will talk about that but that's it in the moment to be honest I, I feel for, for Pep and, and the players because it's oof, wow they did for sure nothing wrong they just played football and sensational football wherever Pep was he he helped each league to 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 improve Football and um, but then in the end we all have to respect some rules and I have no idea if they did or not. But obviously the UEFA sees it, sees it like this that I didn't and yeah, then we will see what happens. Will it make your job more difficult next season in the Premier League since well as things stand City concentrate on domestic football maybe a bit tougher than it has been. This <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Didn't think that far so far, but. Um, so I have no idea about next season. So um, what that will mean, yeah. But um, yeah, we will see as well. No, thanks. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Okay. The post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. 
suppose there was always a danger that Jurgen Klopp's press conference would be dominated by the huge news surrounding Manchester City. But while City's ban may get a mention or two by our regular post-game callers, the focus is firmly on Liverpool and the win over Norwich. We'll start with Steve Dawson before hearing from Alex Watts, Matt Whitty and Owen Thomas. And that's all from me. But just before I go, make sure you check out Kiva O'Neill's podcast with top Spanish football expert Sid Lowe ahead of the Atletico Madrid match. You'll be able to hear that from 1pm UK time on Sunday. Anyway, now over to our four callers. Steve Dawson on Liverpool's 1-0 away win at Carrow Road. It was a, a difficult team selection, I thought, for Jurgen Klopp today because they've, they've had their winter break and uh, for a team that's used to playing once every three days sometimes, um, to have that winter break and, and not have that match sharpness was something that Jürgen had to overcome for as many of his players as possible because there's the Champions League game to come um, so soon after this one. So I think I think he was right to use three substitutes and, and give them all good time because you want you want to get 14 players there who are up to speed and have got a game under their belt um, and, uh, and and ready to go when we take on. Atletico Madrid, and I think it's it's significant that James Milner came on because I I do think he'll play a role in uh, in the Champions League. Um, Jurgen tends to fancy Milly in Europe, and I won't be at all surprised if he's in the, the starting eleven uh, next time out. Um, I I'm not so impressed with Alex Oxlade Chamberlain in that wide left position. I think I might have, uh, if I was just concerned with the, the points at Carrow Road, I might have started Divock Origi. Uh, but I think I can see probably why he did that. I think he's looking to get Ox time on the pitch so that he can also potentially play a part against Atletico, um, given that Sadio Mane will be back in the starting lineup. It's possible that Oxlade Chamberlain might get. Uh, what for me is his more preferred role, sort of in the midfield, coming down the middle. Um, he might be an option there or certainly come off the bench to do that. Joe Gomez, Navi Keita had super games. I thought really Joe Gomez is is back to his very best again. And not just in in closing the game down in terms of the opposition's offence, but with the ball at his feet, I think he looked super as well. He was even... Even smashing out balls to the to the wing that we're used to seeing Virgil van Dijk do with great ease, found Andy Robertson with a, a super pass at one stage, and looks to have all the confidence he needs these days. And we really do have a uh, you know a super partnership there at central defence. But when they were breached, wow, what a save from Alison Becker! He's got to be the best goalkeeper in the world, doesn't he? The the confidence to wait until the striker commits himself to make himself so big and get that big paw in the way in between the two strikers as they were uh, trying to just tease the ball around him for the opener and, and he kept us in that game. Um, the 1-0 win means we've now got uh, not a great deal to do in terms of winning the Premier League title. It's just five more wins, isn't it? Sadio Mane, though, to to take that touch with his leg outstretched, bring the ball under control from Hendo's really very, very nicely lofted pass to him and then turn and strike that ball with his left foot in 
at the near post where there wasn't that much daylight because the goalkeeper was on that side of the goal. What a finish. What a touch. What a finish. Um, it's the sort of thing that Luis Suarez did in it is very, very best. And that's the type of player that Sadio Mane is. He's that good. Continued conversations about who would get player of the year. Mane, Van Dijk. I heard Michael Owen choose Virgil van Dijk after the game. He also mentioned Mane. He mentioned Hendo. Um, he mentioned Trent Alexander-Arnold. Whoever it is, it's, it's pretty meaningless because what's completely clear is that this Liverpool team are a team and they're the best team we've ever seen in an English league season and uh, I really really want us to focus now on the wider context of of the big double of the Champions League and the Premier League title because we've got the Premier League title wrapped up there's no need to um to focus heavily on the Premier League now. We've got too too many points in the back. We can we can rotate with the Champions League very, very much in mind. Uh, fixtures are going to start getting intense again. And um, I hope the focus is us winning it both because we're that good. Why should we just go for one trophy when we can bag a whole load of them? At Galasahi on Twitter, G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I. Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross The Line podcast. And yeah, nice to have Liverpool back after the so-called winter break. Uh, It's been a strange week and a half, two weeks without them. But in the end, eventually, it was a win in our first league game back. And, you know, while we wait for the FA and the Premier League to give us our 2014 league title, now that Man City are in trouble, we'll just have to keep winning en route to the league this season. Um... Yeah, good win and performance overall in pretty nasty conditions today with the wind in particular. Um, Not a stormer of a performance, sorry for the pun. Um, But yeah, it did look like the performance of a team who've had some time off. You know, there were some moments of magic, but largely bit of a lethargic performance overall. Um, Great to see Sadio Mane back in the squad after that injury coming on, making the difference. You know, it had to be him that got the goal, didn't it? Um, His 100th goal in English football and a very useful time for him to get it, to be honest, because we were not looking at our best in front of goal for a good 75 minutes there. Um, Hendo assist as well, which is always welcome. But, you know, Norwich played really well to their credit. You know, they defended as a unit much better than they did in the opening game this season against us, where... We were able to start carving them open in the second half. That never really happened today, even though we had a lot of the ball and played some lovely stuff, some, you know, great moves at times, but we just couldn't find the breakthrough for a long time. But yet again, this Liverpool team finds a way to win this season and keep this magnificent run going. And, you know, it's noticeable, obviously, how much of a difference Mane made when he came on before that. Um, you know, I love Ox, but wide left just isn't his position. He needs to be in the middle when he's playing now. And Firmino and Salah can't do it all. And you could see how Norwich were doubling up on them, particularly Salah to try and nullify him. Whereas as soon as Mane comes on, those defenders then immediately have something else to worry about on the other side. And that eventually led to us finally being able to open up their back line and get the goal. Um, interesting too that 
when Mane came on, Fabinho came on too. I was surprised he started on the bench today, actually. But, you know, everyone's obviously going to focus on the difference Sadio made, understandably. But it should be said that Fabinho going into the DM role then freed Henderson up too, and that led to the assist for the goal. Um, And, you know, this isn't going to be one of the games we'll talk about at the end of the season, probably, but it's still a significant one in this run. You know, the conditions were dreadful. There's no getting around that. And Norwich were fighting so hard because every point is obviously massive for them in their relegation battle at the moment. So I think in that context, it's another great win for Liverpool. And... Yeah, final shout-out has to go to our number one. Alison Becker is ludicrous at this point. The save he made when Norwich were through in the first half, you know, might have been offside, but obviously he didn't know that. And the way he anticipates that rock pass to Puki so perfectly, I swear Alison can actually see into the matrix at this point. You know, he's just... What a goalkeeper we've got there and such a another important performance from him in a team full of those performances week in, week out. So sometimes it maybe gets overlooked just how incredible a player he actually is and how important he's been for us. And yeah, right back in it now. You know, we had the time off, but now Atletico Madrid in the Champions League on Tuesday, always tough games against them. I know they're not flying this season in their best form, but... It's always a tricky tie against Atleti. We know the way they set up and how well they play. So hopefully we can kick on from this. Obviously play in nicer conditions in Madrid, I would imagine. And yeah, hit the ground running from there. Cheers. Up the Reds. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. A hard-fought 1-0 away victory today against Norwich that takes us 25 points clear. And 25 points is just an unbelievable lead to have at any stage of the season, never mind still in mid-February, or at least only as believable as a Manchester City financial fair play submission. It felt a tough game. Um, The post-mid-season break, um, I thought we struggled a bit last season where we had our self-enforced mid-season breaks by going out the cups early. And I thought we were pretty sluggish in a few of those games and we had our a sort of a series of of draws last year and at times today I thought we were similarly sluggish Um, I don't really think the storm weather was a massive a massive factor I think maybe it sort of disrupted the the long ball uh, big diagonals a bit but I don't really think that was a major factor and to be honest with the with the wind I was more worried about a sort of a, a some of the shorter um, long-range passes uh, being intercepted or or, or or being cut out, but it you know neither was a particularly big factor. I didn't think in the game today. I thought uh, Andy Robbo looked much much better today. He was clearly bombing on. He was overlapping. Um, there was a brilliant cross he put in that we just uh, didn't quite have the the men in the box to to get at the end of. But it looked much more like the Robbo of old. And hopefully this rest has done him a bit of good. Another clean sheet for the defence and particularly for. The Van Dyke and Joe Gomez axis. Um, that was partly due to a brilliant bit of goalkeeping from Allison when uh, when there was a, a ball over the top played through that did seem to to beat the offside trap. I, I kind of suspect it may have been one of those that with the lines that VAR puts on would have been ruled out. But in certainly in, in real time, uh, you know, there's no way that Allison can know, and it was just a brilliant uh, a brilliant save. I thought Fabinho 
uh, Firmino had some sublime touches today that the sort of dragged pass he did to Genie, who uh, beat a player and then couldn't beat the second player um, as he was running to the box was just ridiculous and the kind of thing that non well, there's just not very many players in the league that can that can do that. And uh, yeah, it was just it was just brilliant. And then his his touch from a, a medium range ball that he controlled with his left foot under pressure from two defenders and then turned, but the defender just cleared it. Would have you know if he could have got that volley on on target and 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 scored it would just would have been a sensational goal. It was a bit of a prelude to what came in the in the second half. And I think to to, to fans of other clubs, it I think Firmino probably looks probably like a like a number nine that maybe doesn't score enough or a number ten that doesn't quite create enough. But together, the way he can f- f- sort of um, uh, just morph between those two roles and just kind of. You can almost see him during the game working out where where can he cause the most damage to opposition. Is it by, you know, being further forward or dropping deep or playing between the lines or even you know occasionally dropping right back into into midfield? He's just such a clever footballer, and uh, I just thought he was uh, he was he was he was he was brilliant today, and he just knew exactly how to how to hurt the opposition. Uh, likewise, in terms of sort of flexible and adaptable players, I thought Henderson was magnificent again. Um, it's 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 so unusual to have somebody that's got all the leadership skills that, that 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 he's clearly got off the pitch and uh, and we saw that in the there was a post game interview where Mane was being pushed for an answer about whether the sort of the league is over and and that kind of thing and he sort of intervened in that but also on on the pitch to sort of you know to to play an hour as a as a the, the deepest midfielder playing the sixth role and then move into a number 8 role bombing on a bit more um I mean it's just it's just not not normal for players to be at the the top end of uh, of the game and be able to play and and, and switch between those roles so uh, so comfortably like he did and it was just uh, it was it, it was his ball that um released Mane and we tried a few of few of the balls obviously it was a bit similar to the to the ball to Firmino earlier but i think overall the even though, even though we clearly weren't at our best that we just wore Norwich down and they just got deeper and deeper and deeper and by the time that Henderson got the ball he had a, he had a lot more space to play that pass from just inside uh, just uh, just outside the the uh, the center circle and it was just a sensational first touch from Mane with two defenders around him and then to just turn and lash it with his his weaker foot into the bottom corner and gave us the win just a, a completely sublime finish from uh, from probably our our player of the season I think really so yeah absolutely delighted 25 points clear amazing Hi, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. The English League was founded in 1888. The Italian League, 1898. La Liga in Spain was formed in 1929. Ligue 1 in 1932. And the Bundesliga is the relative baby uh, being founded in 1962, a mere 58 years ago and in the history of all of those top five european leagues not one team has ever done this before 25 wins one draw 76 points out of 78 it sounds nuts because it is nuts For those still in denial of this team's greatness, consider that this was top versus bottom in the league and what a very, very difficult, tough match it was. Are you sure this league 
is weak. When English teams are doing so well in Europe, are you sure this is a below-par season? I think you're talking excrement, to put it politely. What a magical win. In conditions that might have triggered Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz's PTSD, Liverpool once again left the pitch with three more points than their opponents. The Jurgenaut strides on. Credit to Norwich City, they made it difficult. Daniel Farker threw a curveball by talking about attacking in the pre-match press conference, but in reality, excuse me, Windy Pops, Norwich permanently parked five defenders on the 18-yard line with three defensive midfielders just in front uh, and give them great credit. They battled well and could have scored had it not been for Alison Becker in the first half, who doesn't only save one-on-ones, he also has no problem with two-on-ones. Grant Hanley put in a fine performance for them, I thought. Um, And as I suggested uh, just before, Norwich didn't just park the bus, they removed the wheels, as they say. And although Jürgen's wolves huffed and puffed at the brick house, we lacked the composure to knock it down. I thought we lacked composure in the final pass or the finish on too many occasions, really, but uh, that's just nitpicking. Uh, This team is awesome. It makes me want to cry with joy and love. Um, And with the game in its 78th minute, a lovely ball from Captain Hendo, who was again the man of the match for me, was finished in two touches by the Senegalese Lion of Taranga, Sadio the Snarl, Mane. And let's talk about those two touches, shall we? The first touch, that first touch was pure kung fu, pure Shaolin, praying mantis-style kung fu. And the second touch was a shotgun. Bang! Near post, Tim Krul didn't even see it. What a player Sadio Mane is. What a man Sadio Mane is. And what a team we have. This is Owen from Cop On Podcast. Enjoying it. Loving this Rocket Red team. The Rocket Reds as they shoot beyond the exosphere into outer space. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.